Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Welcome to Comic Book Club Live with your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. <laughs> hey, well, oh, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Alex. How's it I'm going? I'm Justin. I'm Pete. <laughs> and we are sure figuring out some uh, tech issues going on here. This is fun. This is it's good. not easy being booth man, is it, Alex? No, it really isn't. I'm very stressed out right now. Now, if you're listening to the podcast at home, uh, just know that we are streaming this live to two places with video. We are going to Crowdcast. If you're on Crowdcast, you can drop Ask a Question. There's a little button below, and you can drop your question right in there. We'll be getting to your audience questions later in the show. If you're watching over it on YouTube, hey, everybody on YouTube, you all are awesome as well. We it's are monitoring that window. Uh, we'll definitely get to your questions as well, so feel free to chat and comment over there got one eye on that thing and i got one eye and you motherfuckers as well oh, oh wow yeah. what are you not watching okay. i don't hey salvin is this the time we do the patreon thank yous oh yeah it is thanks pete who has to get through the show and get on to whatever the next thing he's doing is uh so this is normally we tape this in advance and normally this is a disaster uh but and we have to do through several times, but because we are doing this live to two places, we figured uh, we do our monthly Patreon thank yous of folks to support us mm. at patreon.com slash comic book club. Uh, and uh, it's, I believe, the $5 and above level. Uh, we read off everybody's names uh, as a thank you. Uh, so we're going to do that. And we usually pre-record this, but we always only ever do it once, and we don't ever make mistakes. So this is a perfect <laughs> yeah. example, to, a perfect time to prove how good we are, don't, saying names in order. Don't hype this up too much. Yes. Not only do we do it perfectly and perfectly in rhythm, but we pronounce everybody's names absolutely correctly. We're so here we go. We're linguists at the end of the day. <laughs> so here we go. Take a big sip of your White Claw, Pete, and let's get into it to thank all the folks who have supported us on Patreon, despite... Everything that's going on this month, we really, really appreciate your support. Thank you. Uh, now, more than ever, Aaron C. Hollis. Adam Marks. Adriel Moreland. Elena Fontana. Amanda Harris. Amy Gonzalez. Andrew Tillman. Benjamin Brown. Brett Macris. Chris Leatherman. <laughs> Clement Solluer. Gorby Dorby Doodle. <laughs> Curtis Rock. Dan Snow. Daniel Warden, Danny Heck, Danny Ali, Dennis, Dennis Scott, sorry, Dustin Rimmy, uh-uh. Edward, Eduardo Martinez, Aaron Dorian, Jeffrey Reicher, Gerard de Villa, James Connolly, <laughs> Jason Williams, Jessica Ashcraft, Joe Crack, John George, Jonathan Jong, Joseph Kelly. Joshua W. Broxson, Catherine Anderson, Karen Comstock, Kevin Grimes, Kevin Kleinrock, <laughs> Kieran Broderick, Lee Brown, 
Liwana Thomas, who's uh, right behind you right now. She's right behind you right she's now. She's going to murder you. She's going, going to turn around. You. She's right behind you. Luca Sink. Mark Carrillo. Mark Kiefer. Mark Zeller. Megan Thigpen. Michael Sturgeon. Mike Dargenio. <laughs> Mitchell McDonald. Nick Grayson. Omnia Solart. Perry Taliaferro. Pip P2020. Uh, we need him more than ever. Primetime Pauly G. Rodwin Sashuardio. Sarah Schaefer. Tamela Rush. Matthew Wood. Tiago Nascimento. Nascimento. Victor Perez. W. Blade. Wally D. Librarian. Will Buchanan. And Zika's Viral Comics. Again, thank you all so much for supporting us wow. on Patreon.com. You all are awesome and amazing. Pete, I appreciate you taking a brief moment there to read the name in your head before reading it out loud. Yeah, uh, really, what a showman. You really know how to uh, <laughs> dovetail those names. They speak trippingly from the tongue, as we learned in the classically trained um, acting classes that I've been conducting for the three of us in our time of quarantine, which clearly aren't working here in our time. Pete, that yeah. white claw is going to make your beard white. Oh, too late. Uh, also, I want to mention uh, Daniel Oliveris over on YouTube says, oh, yeah, time to butcher some names. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. That's amazing. Uh, thank all of you for sitting through that. Now it is time, and I'm going to figure out if I can do this. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, we actually have a guest on the show tonight. Uh, a lot of folks have comics that are still coming out that they're still working on, even with the comic shutdown that's going on right now so here we go uh we are going to invite up into the feed cody fernandez from ironverse comics uh we're to chat about his books here we go also i'm going to play a sound cue wait no i'm not i don't know i don't have a sound cue for that never mind this is very ambitious alex you're doing (laughs) too many things uh well welcome to everyday life uh, but there we go. Uh, he should be up here in a second. We hope if everything is nice Too and smooth. Too many things. Too many things. All right. Here we go. Oh, oh. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hello, Cody. Hello. All right. Hey, hey how's it going, Cody? Going pretty well yourselves. <laughs> All right. Pretty good. Uh, All right. Here. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for jumping in for the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? Where are you calling in from right now? I'm doing pretty well. I'm calling in from uh, northern New Mexico, actually. Ooh, um, nice. Uh, easy to keep social distancing nice and nice and spread out by, by nature. So we're doing all right. We're doing all right. All right. Watch well, out for that cactus distancing. <laughs> That's so true. So true. Uh, so you have a book called Jack Irons, the Steel Cowboy, that is produced by Ironverse Comics. Yeah. You've had two issues come out so far. The third issue is currently being crowdfunded on Indiegogo, and I think with ten days to go, you're about halfway there at this point. Um, let, I'll just ask you straight up: uh, Has what is going on in the world? Do you feel like that has impacted your crowdfunding campaign at all at this time? Has it changed well, your strategy? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's no question. Um, people's priorities uh, had to shift uh, quite greatly, but um, in all honesty, um, I'm I'm unsure how much uh, you know. Uh, t- t- timing's going to be timing. Um, we broke fifty percent today, which is great. Uh, we've got, yeah. like you said, about ten days left. Uh, there's a dang good chance. Um, 
that we can fund. And um, really, I'm just uh, I'm excited to keep keep trying uh, what whatever works and and whatever's going to happen, you know. But uh, priorities for some people had to shift. Uh, not not for us, really. Uh, I've got a got an artist in Argentina. I want to get paid. I've got a colorist in California. People need the extra little bit of work, and I'm happy to uh, provide it if able uh, through through our uh, our collective journey. Uh, Jack hires Steel Cowboy. Yeah, I mean, that's great to hear. It's been, I, I don't know how it's necessarily been working for the big companies, but certainly for small companies, it's like, it feels like you're kind of taking it week by week at this point and sort of waiting it out and being like, okay, maybe we'll be able to move forward and sell things at some point. But for you, uh, the first two were released digitally as well, right? The first two yeah, well. They they did digital and physical. Um, with with um, the last campaign, uh, we had funded for I don't know maybe two three weeks, uh, and uh, had gotten close to funding. And then I got picked up by a publisher uh, called uh, Wicked Publishing, and nice. they helped me provide and work out physical issues and get that all done. And we ended up running the probably the most unorthodox. And successful uh, uh, comic crowdfunding in 2018. Very unorthodox. We hit our uh, we hit uh, 9,300, I believe, last campaign. Um, got the books colored. Got got them both shipped out, and um, uh, people have enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, it's a uh, weird space western. If folks aren't uh, familiar, uh, we have, um, as he said, uh, the two two issues are actually available digitally uh, publicly right now at. My uh, publisher's website, uh, Wicked Publishing. So just look up Wicked Publishing, and you can find their web store, and you can pick up both issues for a dollar each right now. Uh, if you guys are interested at all in uh, immortality meets reincarnation during the galactic end times, is is the quickest uh, elevator pitch I got for it. Uh, it's a lot more than that, and it's um, uh, an absolutely gorgeous book. And I, I hope folks will uh, take time and, and give it a look and uh, consider supporting issue three so we can keep it going. That's yeah. awesome. Remember elevators? <laughs> There's, they're just called basement pitches now, I think. Oh, okay. I, see, I see I'm book. behind. I'm behind the times there. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the book. It is, like you said, an absolutely gorgeous looking book. It's a really, really nice package with some wild storytelling focusing essentially on this guy, Jack Irons. He's sort of, like you said, is a space cowboy um, that's been through multiple lifetimes. But where did the germ of the idea start for this? Uh, it was me as a uh, young adult. Uh, I, I wrote most of Jack uh, the first five, and uh, I would say ten issues. But those last f- those uh, last five have been kind of lost or not that great. But um, uh, a while back, about a decade ago, and uh, so it was kind of during my transition from uh, uh, childhood to adulthood, trying to carry forward what I uh, started experiencing, going closer to adulthood, and combining with what I enjoyed and loved and, and understood in, in, in childhood. So there's, you know, spaghetti Western flavor there. There's uh, quite a bit of uh, uh, different anime flavors. There's, there's uh, Mad Max, obviously, is a huge influence in the books. Uh, mm. uh, even the first issue has a very blatant RoboCop reference. Um, it it's really was uh, <laughs> just me trying to express what I really enjoyed uh, my own way and, and uh, uh, bring forward what, what I liked in a different, uh, different direction. I, I wasn't Ooh. laughing at you, by the way. Pete just had a visceral reaction to the word RoboCop, which was oh. very funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you love RoboCop or you hate he's like an enemy of yours? 
Because you, I know well, you don't like robots or cops. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, it's a classic film. You know, you just you hope somebody's not out there bashing RoboCop. You know what I mean? Oh no, I enjoy the heck out of it. In the first issue, again, we had a uh, we had a uh, an homage. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, very cool. Uh, good luck with it. It's still running again for the next ten days, at least when we're taping this. Uh, where can people check out the Indiegogo? What should they search for in particular? Uh, hopefully they can just look up Jack Irons issue one through three on Indiegogo. We actually have an exclusive uh, variant cover that's being done by uh, uh, my, my, our artist, Maximiliano Dallo, and being colored by Frank Martin Jr., if, if anybody's uh, aware of his work with Marvel. Um, yeah. And East of West also uh, for Image. Uh, he mm-hmm. gave his Love nod it. of approval, which was great, and decided to work with us on that. So that was quite crazy. Uh, only going to be yeah. available during this campaign. And again, uh, Jack Irons, The Steel Cowboy. Uh, Indiegogo, you'll probably find either the number three campaign or the other campaign, and you'll still be able to find the the number three campaign if you folks are interested. Yeah, well, we definitely recommend it. Uh, Book looks great, at least for the first two issues. Very excited about the third one. I do hope people check it out. Hey, and if you're over on Crowdcast, I've got a little link there going on. Cody, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Good luck, Cody. Yes, thank you guys so very much. Take care. All right. You too. All right, there we go. Uh, Now, folks, now that we've done our little interview there, it is time for our next section. Oh, lots of stuff going on here. (laughs) I feel like you need to spread some of this. It's very funny. You're, like, working so hard, and Pete and I are just, like, sipping our beers. and uh, Yeah, just sipping your White Claws and stuff. Uh, Here, let's see if this works. Um, Oh, there are this event is already macked out. Remove a seat if you want to add one. What? What? Hold on. Uh, Wait, do you gotta wait a minute for the audio to Yeah. What? I just thought because we had somebody on, do you have to give it a second for that person to clear uh, out thing, invite somebody else? Yeah, maybe. Oh man, it's maybe not the, maybe we just maybe our guest just isn't really ready, you know? He right, doesn't have like right, right, his right, hand right. up. He doesn't um, isn't available to come and do the show right now. Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll still have to figure out this tech stuff. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. Uh, all yeah, our, our guest here, by the way, is Nat Towson, who clearly is not able to come on because he's scared of getting punched in the stomach. I yes. think that's what's going on here. It's no, this fear. is totally not his fault. This is clearly a uh, tech issue that we're having. Um, but in the meantime, while we figure this out, uh, let's uh, move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah, Woo-hoo! we do. Yeah. And on the stack, we talk about a couple of books that we like a lot because no books have come out this week. Uh, and if we are able to bring that in, I certainly hope we are because what, what Pete, what are, what are you nodding your head? Shaking my head at Justin and his bullshit in the comments, you know? Oh uh, yeah, I see. <laughs> what? Just because I'm the tallest and the youngest? Yeah. See, yeah. at this point, you guys are uh, you're as you're aging, you're shrinking. Your bones are getting. <laughs> that happens to everyone, together. you fucking asshole. But I'm still youth. I still have a youthfulness to me. I'm still growing. Um, anyways, nice. Uh, I think I might have to kick out one of you guys to invite Nat up. Which one of you wants? To Not go? it. Seems risky. <laughs> Seems like a mistake. I mean, All right, which, well, one of us is, which one of us has threatened to fight the person you're inviting in? Because that <laughs> yeah. would seem to be a smart person to kick out. Yeah, which, uh, one, of, f- which one of you is the most dispensable is what I really As a former bartender, uh, <laughs> I know that you don't bring in the people fighting. You kick them out. 
Oh, man. Well, I'm not quite sure what to do here. Sorry, Nat. We will uh, work this out for next week. Uh, in the meantime, Wait. do what? Wait, kick me out. Kick you out of the show? Yeah. What if we can't Wait, bring no, you back, it, Pete? I, I, I have Ironverse Comics still in the room, and that's why you can't invite Nat. Oh, all right. In a tiny box in the corner. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, Ironverse, uh, Cody, if you don't mind removing yourself. That'd be great. This is uh, this is probably real fun for everybody uh, listening on the podcast version. Um, <laughs> you can't kick him out. I, I thought I already did. I already removed Alex, him. You're the Alex. You're the bouncer. We, you've always been the bouncer. You're the heavy. You're the guy yeah. that comes up and and wrestles shit. Um, so I think it's time for you to really step really up. step up here. Oh yeah, I see him in the corner. Really? <laughs> He's yeah. hiding in the corner. It's like Blair Witch. He wasn't there the whole time, and now all of a sudden I see him. Oh, that's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. Uh, Well, uh, why don't you guys talk for a second while I look at this? Find out what's going on with each other. Bob and his friends. Oh, boy. Uh, Pete, you're in Philadelphia. Um, What's your – everyone inquiring minds wants to know, what's your calzone consumption like right now? Oh, man. Uh, it's high. It's high. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm getting down to this, uh, cheesesteak debate. You know, I'm, uh, I've had a bunch of local cheesesteaks and then I'm going to put up against Pat's and Gino's. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing with my free time is just trying to get the best cheesesteak. How about you, buddy? Um, I, what have I been eating? I've been, yeah, cooking. what you been eating? I've been cooking a lot. I'm uh, real home cooking. Well, you haven't been cooking at all. You've only been um, meat and cheese things. Uh, no, I also, uh, you know, I don't know if cook's the right word, but I do uh, a lot of the frozen dinners. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, put some well, White Castle sliders in the old microwave. Good to go. Oh, my God. Your insides must be black. Just like tar. Gross. Hmm. What do you well, a uh, little, little bit of an update here. I can't remove our guest from the chat. I'm sorry about that. So I think we do need to move on and talk about these comics, whether that is here or not. So sorry, Dad. We, we can't. He picked these special. We should like. Uh, well, you, well, uh, what do you want to talk, talk about, about, Pete? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and I guess like refreshing your screen would just stop the whole thing. Uh, Let's just probably. have that on next week. Um, Yes, Nat, we will have you on next week. We apologize profusely for this. Uh, if only there was another section of the show where you, we would pick someone to answer some sort of, uh, I don't know, series of questions. Oh, Maybe man. there's a chance he could select um, him for that. Mm, yes, except we still can't bring anybody up. Uh, is yeah, the problem. It's the whole thing. Yeah. This, Doing the this again is going to work real well on the audio podcast. I'm very excited about this. Uh all right, what should we talk about this? Should we talk about these books on the stack? It's time for the stack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is actually Nat's pick. Uh, he has been reading a bunch of X-Men comics. And we, in specific, we're going to talk about new X-Men number 114, number 115, and number 116, uh, which are all the beginning of Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's run on the book. It is, uh, Nat is razzing us in the comments over here on Crowdcast. Uh, it's the E for Extinction storyline, which really redefined X-Men comic books the last time. Very different from how it redefined it this time when Jonathan Hickman has taken over. 
or is it different? That's what I throw out to you for the beginning of the discussion. Is it different than Hickman's? Yeah, I mean, well, what do you? How do you feel? Like this was something that completely <laughs> redefined how people thought about X Men. It changed the costume, changed the looks, changed the added secondary mutations, added new villains. Uh, yeah. It really was a huge revamping for the X Men line, same as what Jonathan Hickman did at the same time. So yeah. I do think there's that connection there. But what was your general take reading this again, Justin and Pete? Uh- um, I love this. Uh, it, it was such a great thing to reread um, since we have all this time to read because it is such a fresh take. And even now, in a world where the, the version that Hickman's doing now feels in like world. Grant Morrison-esque, where it's like super big, a lot of weird ideas. While rereading this Grant Morrison run, it feels pretty contained and just yeah. really like cracking dialogue, just... Um, adding all these extra mutants that have that look different. There's like body dysmorph, so many like different shapes of bodies and different uh, types of people on the X Men now. When it wasn't the case for so long, that's very cool. Just the rebranding, the Frank Quayle art is like a revelation. It's so good, and uh, and the way they just branded it, it's so like cinematic. It was a, such a leap forward with the X Men. Yeah, I it's very it. uh, confident in its art, where you've got. Uh, still panels that are very, very powerful. It has like a very interesting pace to it, which is cool. Um, yeah, it was nice to go back to this and to kind of reread it again. Um, and it's funny that Grant Morrison is, it's, he's not as crazy as Hickman is with the X-Men stuff. It's, uh, it's easy to kind of follow. And, uh, uh, I, I was, uh, I thought like, oh man, this is going to be crazy, but I was impressed with how easy it was to kind of understand. Um, I just think that like, it's cool because, uh, you know, they got more, the outfits are better there. Yeah. They don't feel like embarrassed. They actually sat there and took panels talking about it and it didn't drive me nuts, which was kind of cool. Um, and yeah, I think it it kind of reiterated what a douche Cyclops is, and why I actually he disagree. I thought uh, Cyclops was very cool. He was like you always uh, say he, that you fuck. No, but he but this is like point, he was here. I feel like he was especially in this run. <laughs> uh, who is it? Who's there? Hey, it's Nat. There we go. Hi, Nat. How are I'm you doing? In your podcast. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. That was the real punch of the gut right there, a digital one that was going on. Uh, waving the sweat off his brow. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this is very stressful. Oh, wait, now he's muted. Oh. What are you doing? That. Oh, my God. Oh, weird. We can't hear him. It's uh, good. Now it's you a- talk. See him. It's enough to see him. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's uh, nice to see him. Uh, let me just finish my point real quick. I just think that like uh, uh, Cyclops is a complete douche. Wolverine's the hero, and uh, you know it, it kind of talks about why Jean Grey and Cyclops don't work out, which I really appreciated, and why no, he belongs with somebody like the uh, you know um, the White Queen. I think it's. Uh, uh, I think that they belong together. And uh, I mean, Gray I agree and- that this is uh, the setting up. The it White Queen being brought into the X Men in this first three is so good, so cool. Uh, what do you think about Wolverine being like, sort of short and like ugly? That's who we supposed to be. You fuck. That's what. Uh, that's what I'm saying. 
you yeah, feel good right. about it then. Well, but I he's great mean. about it. Like he's specifically very mean in this no, one, not. I think. Yeah, he is. He's no. making there's so How's it like it is. Uh, I've been shooter. a little distracted with this natural going on here, but have you talked about the plot for each for extinction yet? No, we don't do that. We just shout opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. We can talk about the plot. So what it is is um, the sort of the well, the rosters changed up a little bit. We've got uh, Beast, Jean Grey, Wolverine, and Cyclops are sort of our core X Men, um, and we add, we add hey, there it is not, uh, add yeah. White Queen. I agree that they are. Oh, okay. there we go. Now you're back. Uh, Nat loves this. Um, Do you know what? Stuff. I just want to say I love this way that we're doing shows now. I think it's going very smoothly <laughs> and very well. Wow. Yeah, Alex being sort of very, very Donald Trumpy. Um, all of the media will it's hold very great. very well after this moment. Thanks, this is going really well. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Because it's, it's going about, so smoothly. Yeah. Yes. As Juan points out on YouTube, Alex is so stressed out. Juan, that's correct. But I'm doing better now. We're good. We're we're all good. Uh, do you know why? Because this is my, a section we like to call the stack. The stack. <laughs> wow. wow. Real rewriting you of history it over? here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my uh, God. What is that? That. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for picking E for Extinction. As Justin was mentioning, there you go. You got the trade. Um, That's right. While we've been blathering on, what? Why did you pick this? What, what was your What was your take on this? Why did you? Uh, and what was your take on it? Reading this again. Also, um, I'm glad you picked that uh, like a three issue arc. I love it was fun. The time, that time I was given to answer that question, but please Pete continue. Yeah. Th- I was just trying to compliment <laughs> you before you talk. That's all. Okay. No, sorry. What? <laughs> no, fuck you, Nat. No, God, you there guys. Just I feel like there's a delay. I feel, I feel like there's a delay right now. And then you go ahead. No, I, there's no delay. We, this is how fast <laughs> no, we're talking. No we don't let people have time to answer. Uh, okay. Go for it. Our um, problem is lack of delay. <laughs> and also, well, Pete, I don't know where you're located on this uh, little square thing, but if you want to punch down at any point. Pete's always Pete's punching always down. down. <laughs> For me, he's that way. Um, again, great audio. Uh, I picked no, this no. because I, much like Pete, uh, I'm loving the new uh, Hickman X-Men direction. And I love, oh, I, and I love Islands. Which this oh my uh, God. Also <laughs> features so yeah, Pete and I have right. that in common, and I thought yeah That's I thought it would really be interesting true. to take a look back at the last what felt like the last like I know that there's always this conversation or or, or almost buzz phrase in comics journalism that's like uh, we're taking something in a new direction or a bold new direction, but this to me feels like the last time it actually was a new and interesting idea or a new and interesting take on the X Men. Uh, this this felt like the last more like revolutionary shift that they had done, and then maybe before that, like the beginning of the Jim Lee era, and then like the beginning of the Claremont era. I guess if you were to look, yeah, yeah. I, I see those as no, the, the no. biggest reboots. But also specifically because I think I think that you can tell pretty clearly that Hickman is a fan of the Morrison run because there, there's a yeah, lot of that yeah. going up in his in his run. So I kind of wanted to see how they would contrast. It's it's funny reading this now. Sorry, Pete. I was just going to say it's funny reading this now on the Hickman thing. We're like we've talked a lot about how cold the X Men are in the Hickman run. You know, it varies. I think from title to title, but 
for a lot of it, it does feel like these chess pieces that are being moved around in a super smart way, but it's missing a little bit of that characterization. It's crazy to me to read Grant Morrison's X-Men and be like, oh, these are the X-Men. Like, Grant Morrison, you would think, would be the one that would write a book where it'd be these insane, hyperbolic terms happening with the X-Men. But if anything, this feels very accessible. Yeah, and I think he does a pretty good job with, like, the characterizations that are sort of crystallized in the middle of the Claremont run. Um, That's actually what Chris is short for, crystallized Claremont. And (laughs) uh, not not a lot of fans know that, but real X-Men fans do. Big reveal. Yeah. (laughs) But... um, Sorry, I actually threw myself off my train of thought with that great joke. But well, the, the uh, yeah, thing very, about Grant, Grant this in that like it feels more like the characters we know. And also compared to uh, the current run, one thing I think Justin pointed this out in a previous episode that's interesting is we haven't seen inside anyone's head in the current Hickman X Men. There's no internal monologues. There's no even in sort of psychic projection. There was that one Jean Grey Emma Frost special the one that had no let words in it and we kind of saw yeah the psychic world there but the um i feel like the morrison run takes place like half in people's heads in whether it's like in cerebro or in professor x's head and like there's a lot more getting behind what each character is actually doing and thinking even if it's not like voice bubble or thought bubbles so I wanted to kind of go back to what you originally said. Uh, you brought up an interesting point where you said you kind of hate when people use platitudes to be like, this will change comics forever and stuff like that, which is interesting like, to hear I you say that. I feel like I'm because, walking in, like, but yes, I remember saying that. Yeah, because that's why I've threatened to punch now, you, Matt. because you used the platitude that was fucking ridiculous. Well, Pete, I got to say, last time I was on the show, last time I was on the show, I said, next time we got to let the audience decide and you can punch me. And I, I promised it would be the next time I'm on the show. And I know, I know I'm on the show now, but unfortunately there is a stay at home order. And I, I, and I also want to mention something. You have to get within six feet of me. I just can't let that happen Matt, for Alex's sake. The, the, the world changed. The world is yeah, very what different. What I was going to say is that this all started because you said that Botnik would release an album mm-hmm. and within a year, the world would change. And I'll tell you what, the world is totally fucking different now, man. You did it. So you did it. Congratulations. All Sorry, right. Pete. Pete, I, no, you're getting this money. Is you, I'm definitely punching you in the face. Next time I can see you in public, man. All right. I mean, I, look, I, I said I agreed to it. It's it's out of my hand. I'm so sorry. Like, if it were up to me, you'd be allowed to punch me, Pete. But like again, it's like <laughs> I said it would be the well, same I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm glad I to hear you say next, next time I'm allowed to. There's nothing I can do about this. Just like last time, there was nothing I could do about it. Uh, this time, there's also nothing I can do about it. So it's, a, it's out of my hands, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick comment over on YouTube. NGAF Spidey 616 says, Grant Morrison's X-Men is still my fave take on X-Men. I kind of wish they left Jean Grey dead because that was a great finale for Jean. Uh, spoilers for that from... Uh, Years ago, uh, it is kind of amazing. The other thing that I was really struck by reading E for Extinction is how much stuff he shockingly subtly sets up in this first volume of these first three issues. Name like them. knowing, name like, them. In, Go. what? No, Wait, I'm just what interested in, in, in what, you, what he's setting up that you're well, things like the the Zorn thing, right? We know now the Zorn reveal, which is amazing. Like, I think one of the best 
reveals in the history of comics where it turns out Zorn is actually Magneto. Watching Magneto die in Genesis. Sorry, Genesis you haven't read me, the front. That's like yeah, sorry. It's fine. Really. I think we can spoil this. Uh, but watching Magneto die at the beginning of that, knowing what's coming, you're like, that's already in play. All of the stuff with Gene and Emma and Scott is already at play. Cassandra yeah, Nova's so in good. play. The secondary mutations. All of these different things that he's seeding and setting up there are just so simply created in these first three issues while not at all. And I think a lot of this is on Frank quietly and I'm leaning into the Frank quietly of it all, but not skipping on action, which is still insanely over the top. And the fact that there's so much story when you also have so many double page, single panel spreads that are going on, like it, it feels like a full meal, even though it's a regular sized comic with actually probably less dialogue happening in it you know yeah i mean the 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 paneling is just phenomenal my favorite is that's just that giant robotic fist coming through the window like that is unbelievable just i feel like this is when graham morrison graham morrison was at his sort of peak here where it was like super interesting and great but not in the sort of it's a ship made of music uh style graham morrison that he got into pretty quickly after that um after this run and that's just it's just great to reread this and see it plus it's just very cool. The X-Men are very cool in this. They're like they look cool, they act cool. Everyone's very cool. Uh yeah. Yeah, the, I'll tell you who's not cool. Jackets, under, that's the most important part. I, I'll tell you who's not I mean, cool is uh Cyclops where you know Wolverine's dying and he's really kind of talking it out with Jean Grey. It doesn't seem like that's the time. Wolverine dying is a joke. It's gotta be a joke to the X-Men because it's Wolverine never dies. What do you Still. think about here's something that struck me in a weird way and they even talk about it in the book but uh, Professor X has a gun right like he's in Cerebra yeah, he has a that. gun Cassandra Sometimes Nova gonna... well Cassandra Nova gets into his head and he puts the gun to his head and he's like I swear to god I'll pull this trigger I'll take myself out which I think is a great moment but then he plugs her with bullets by the end of the volume and they're like well had to be done no way out yeah, of that like, one. Not to use on yeah. another person. Yeah, which is kind of over the top. Like, do you think he was trying to say, trying to draw the line under these X Men? The X Men I'm writing are not superheroes. Is that what he was going for there? I kind of think it also. I think the seriousness of the threat, and that like this is something that's a. It's not just high on the on the on the power scale. It's something that's a, a exponentially tier higher of of a, of a type of threat than what they face typically face. So like I think it, I think it's sort of an, an at least a narrative way of you know you establish that like this is a last resort to kill myself kind of thing, and then something pushes him over the edge. Like the Cassandra Nova is a threat to him in a way that nothing else is like quite that personal or, or has that much of an effect on Professor X. I think it's also, and I just think it's a different. These aren't the X Men that we've seen for years. These are different people. There, there's more of an edge to them. They all have a little bit more of an attitude. Like even Beast, who um, sort of is the underplayed one mm-hmm. here. This is the same Beast that even Bendis was writing in all of his comics that came after this. So I feel like uh, it set up a lot and really charted the path oh, for, for sure. Yeah, from this also I think this professor. Ends- I'm sorry, Xavier was just doing a nice nod to the Punisher. I think he was just like sometimes. You know, that's probably kind of fucking huge, huge Punisher yeah. fan. What were you going to say, Nat? Great. 
Yeah. Oh, well, that's that. I feel, I I feel really bad for cutting him off because now he's frozen. Yeah, uh, that's all right. This is, he looks. <laughs> no, that's a great. It's a good look uh, for him. That's a that's great. The, he's, he's, he's thinking. thinking. It's a great. Do you point. know what? And that was the last we ever point. saw that. But it will always be <laughs> too dark. Too dark. Yes, too dark. Uh, too soon. Yes, it is definitely too dark. Uh, but definitely, Nat. Thank you for coming on. I don't know exactly what's happened. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nat. We really enjoyed having you here a little bit. And it was great having you be late. I don't know what happened yeah. with you, but you showed up late. And then you left without saying goodbye. And you just left a beautiful corpse, really. All right. We'll have to have Nat back again when we've figured out all this tech stuff. Uh, but okay, <laughs> so we got to screenshot this. This yeah. is a perfect. This is yeah. like his. No, his also, new I can't get rid of him. <laughs> uh, oh yep. wait, there we go. There he is. That's the truth. There the we fuck go. Out of here, Nat. Nobody watches. Oh my God, Tom. Wow. Thanks Jeez. for coming by, Nat. Always a pleasure to see Thanks, you. Nat. And I'm so sorry you got punched in the gut today. Um, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. All right, it is now time for my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. Yeah, yeah. And for your audience questions, if you're on Crowdcast, you can drop one and ask a question, and we'll get through those. If you're watching over on YouTube, drop your questions in the chat and let us know, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, also, if you're on YouTube, uh, give us a like. Give us one of those thumbs up. We love those things. They're great. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. We got some questions going on here. First one, I think you probably know where this is going, uh, but this one's from Kevin here. As we move through this uncertain time, the star's my destination and maybe yours. What bits of comic book merch have been you been using while quarantined? Uh, nice. So we're probably going to have to hold on to this question because as frequent listeners of the show know, uh, Kevin has unlocked... The Starman quiz. The Starman quiz. Kevin once again oh, throwing wow. it out there. He's um, had uh, two cracks at it. Um, Kevin, here, let's invite him in. There he is. Oh, there hey, he is. Hey, Kevin. Just wanted to show you. I don't know. Yeah. If you can... Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, I am wearing the. Uh, we should explain the uh, Gwenpool apron made by um, uh, fra- great friend of the show, Brett Macris, aka yeah. Stray Bullet. For a second yep. before you stood up, uh, Kevin, I thought maybe that was a Pope outfit for some reason, just based on the shiny class. But for a second, I thought, Kevin, you were coming to us from heaven because <laughs> <laughs> you look like an angel. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Kevin's unlocked the Starman quiz. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened, haven't watched before, we have a bunch of secret quizzes we love running on the show. The current one is the Starman quiz. Uh, Kevin has tried to tackle it the last two shows this is his third attempt uh third strike and you're out right justin uh that is not the rule oh okay you uh, take it gonna... from here then go for it great um so this is about this quiz is about starman um the character written by uh, james robinson drawn by many many artists over the course of the 81 issue run 81 82. it's a little fuzzy great thank you pete keep it quiet this is my time i'm the star of this section and you can go suck an egg. It just or seems a like you're dragging this on more than these. Just weeks. explaining what it is. That's how you host a segment. Um, so, <laughs> uh, like all great quizzes, you can get a second guess if you slag off either the Punisher or Cipher to Pete and Alex, look them, making hard eye contact with them and insulting their favorite characters. Question number one 
Uh, Jack Knight Starman de- debuted during this DC event. Zero hour. Zero hour. Great. Nailed it. Uh, question number two. Where would you find the gateway to heaven? Ironic in that you are speaking to us from heaven. A Hawaiian shirt. Uh, excellent. That is correct. That is the second Ooh. question. We are in brand new territory. Oh, yeah. Question number three. There's a hard-punching, Frank Sinatra-loving bank robber turned hero who helps Jack Knight save Opal City. What is his name? Oh, shoot. I was just reading this. Um, yes. I'm glad you've been doing some research. On and the suddenly, backstory. like, half the character names have just gone out of my head. Um, That's it. So right. I totally understand. Evan, use the turtleneck. Use it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I do have to say... I have never known a relatable character in fiction named Doug. I just haven't. Jesus, I've never. Wow. <laughs> you can't relate yeah. to Doug. It's a, it's a true <laughs> fact. It's a true <laughs> fact. Doug on Nickelodeon. Um, great. That counts as a knock because look, it made Alex angry. Look how sad he is now. Yeah. Um, so your clue is um, the first name is the same name as Mister Burns Bear in The Simpsons. His favorite <laughs> toy bear. Mm. This is a name that really bothered him when people would say it. Hmm. Seems like Pete knows. Pete, you Bobo. should have The bear was Bobo. Bobo. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, that is correct. Bobo Bonetti. A uh, great character from uh, the latter half of the Starman run. Um, question number four. And Ooh, I feel wow, like maybe these are – we're really rolling here. Maybe these are too hard, but maybe not. At the How many end questions of the, are there? Um, there could be an infinite amount. I, was, I, have, <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but then I was like, some of these are too hard, so I may just choose to be over eventually. At the end of the initial Starman run, um, how many tattoos does Jack have? This is um, a little tricky. Um, Pete offering a hint. Hmm. Do you actually know Pete, or you're just uh, putting up figures? Nope. Just put my lucky number out there. Oh, your lucky number is three. No, well, yes, and also twelve. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Uh, let's see. Now, can I only one insult a week, or is it one insult per question? Uh, you can throw out. Um, yeah, you can insult as much as you want. That's what life is. Okay. Yeah, please insult Pete's counting ability. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, the Punisher couldn't even beat Archie. Oh, wow. come on. Wow. That's, That's 100% just true. That's just fucking garbage. Uh, great. Um, your clue is, um, halfway through the Stars My Destination run, um, Jack's, Jack Knight's body was um, obliterated, and he had to be cloned uh, back to life. All of his tattoos uh, were gone. Because mm-hmm. he had brand new skin. And if it helps, I have the complete collection of Starman behind me over here in the bookcase. So just like look at it real hard and you'll get some yeah, of the answers. Feel it. Well, I'm going to say then maybe he just didn't have any at all at the end. Zero. Uh, that, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Uh, I know I pointed at that pretty hard, but that is, that is incorrect. Uh, all right. Know. Thank you, Kevin. Amazing, right. Thanks, amazing job. Great to see you, man. Apron looks All right. great. All right. Looking we'll good. have you on next week. Aww. Oh, man. That was good. He, Wait, he had, Justin, he had, is 3 or 12 correct? 
Neither one of those numbers are correct. Oh, and to be fair, yeah. Pete, because of the way um, cameras work, it looked like 21, not 12. Yeah, I saw that in the comments. Right. Uh, so easy just to get to Kevin's that. question, though, what bits of comic book merch have you been using while quarantined? Are there any mm. comic book merch you've been using? Um, I've been wearing, uh, my, uh, the thing t-shirt a lot. I feel like because of the quarantine, I have been on a very tight t-shirt rotation, um, <laughs> uh, cause we're doing laundry much more often. And, um, so I keep wearing the same ones, the thing, my Pip Don't Slip t-shirt, Pip uh, don't slip. Josh Ritter t-shirt. So uh, yeah, definitely the, the thing T. Yeah. I, on a similar event, Initially, for so I have a for work, we have a morning meeting at nine thirty. Everybody gets on the old Google Hangouts and chats. Uh, and I used to be like, okay, I'll put on you know my sweater, I'll put on my workout footer, and anything. But like halfway through last week, I was like, I don't even care. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I've been wearing like I got the Flash T shirt, nice Flash T shirt on right now. Got a bunch Ooh. of other comic book T shirts, and I've decided, you know what, really doesn't matter at this point. Pete, what about you? Yeah, I, I mean. Uh... Uh, just staying in rocking tees, you know, I, uh, I wish I could be using, uh, you know, I've got other things that could be used, but since it's mainly inside, it's, you know, it's, uh, pajamas and tees for me. Man. What are you talking about? Are you wearing yeah. your Punisher slippers? Uh, uh, I'm unfortunately in a separate location than my Punisher slippers. Oh my God. So. Where is the Punisher shrine, Pete? Is it still back in New York? Yep. yep. It's unguarded. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's guarded. Yeah. It's, it's not- weird. I was looking at the New York Times. They have that map of uh hot spots for the coronavirus and it just whittles down to these Punisher slippers. I want to say that Punisher slippers are uh, patient zero or the uh <laughs> slipper zero of this whole infection. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Don't try to pin this shit on me, man. Another yeah. comic book thing I recently uh, I bought um, is the uh, my best friends have all been junkies. The uh, Ed Brubaker um, mm. uh, standalone graphic novel, part of the Criminal series. Just read it today. Very good. Nice. A wow. uh, couple of things to mention from over here on YouTube. First of all, Aris nine ten says, uh, and this is for Pete. You're going to be very excited about this. My uncle owns Ishkabibbles cheesesteaks on South Street. Tell him you know Jason Ooh. Williams. It's free, Pete. Wait. Free? Oh, uh, wow, you just you just signed a death sentence on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, what do you mean by? Wow, this is Pete's last show. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. I'm well, sorry, I, but I just uh, mentioned sorry. his name and it's free. That's what he says. He says it's a few stores down from Condom Kingdom, which is also a great store. I, so there you go. You, you, can get, you can get two things at the same time. Look, Pete's leaving right now to go get one. Uh, <laughs> hang on. I'm, I got to write sorry. this down here. Ishka Bibbles is a famous. I've, I've been to that. Yeah, one. there you go. Mr. and Mrs. LePage, I'm so sorry that your son died of uh, a cheese blockage. He has a <laughs> horrifying. Ishka Bibbles? Yes. Ishka Bibbles, cheesesteaks on South Street. Uh, anyway, yeah, also, um, Juan Espinosa says we've been wait, doing wait, 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 What? What was his name? Jason what? Williams. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my God. This is great. All right. uh, definitely go outside to walk all over the place, get some cheesesteaks. This is the time for it. Uh, Juan Espinosa says we'll be doing indie reviews on the stack now that there is uh, no new comics coming out. Uh, maybe, but we are concentrating on a throwback stack is what we're aiming to do. Yeah. So, so we call it an old that- pile. 
is what we call it. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's episode is actually going to be on Squadron Supreme from the 80s. That was heavily requested by our guest, Hurricane Helms, uh, from a couple of weeks back. Uh, so we read through all 12 issues of that, and we're going to talk about that on the Stack episode, uh, which... I'll say without spoiling anything about that, it's actually been fun reading this old stuff uh, yeah. and revisiting it. Uh, it's been very enjoyable. Oh, Pete, address, Pete, uh, just an update. It's at 337 South Street. Don't make okay. this too easy for him. You're really, <laughs> you don't, you can drag a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. This is yeah. the exact opposite of that. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be fun. Uh, we got a question here from First Hand Up Guy. He says, "What the hell just happened?" Uh, great question <laughs> from <laughs> Nat Bowser, our guest who got kicked out of the chat. Uh, sorry, Nat. We will have you on next week. Honestly, that's better treatment than most guests get on this. <laughs> so you should feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Ooh, this is from Pete's Punisher Slippers. Uh, they're like, "Why did you leave me at the center of this virus, Pete?" No, they're not. Oh, wow. They say, uh, "Which superheroes do you think are essential, and which are better off sheltering in place?" Ooh. Oh, uh, great question. Interesting. I mean, essential is such an interesting. Like, what does that even mean? I mean, well, like, in relation depends. to comics. It depends on their day job, you know, like Mm -hmm. if any of them are delivering food or, you know, working in hospitals or anything like that, then they're essential. But otherwise, if they're just a superhero, stay at home. Well, uh, so uh, (laughs) I mean, I can definitely see Wolverine going around just like giving everybody coronavirus, but what just hang? Well, just leaving at the bar and be like, whatever does affect me, bub. No, dude, I'm sure people are staying six feet away from Wolverine. I think it's fine. I mean, on a regular basis, sure. Yeah. Do you think, though, in a superhero world, like in the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe, what would they be doing? I feel like I've seen this question actually on Twitter quite a bit. But, like, Mm. uh, the first thought that I had was that Doctor Doom crying after 9-11 thing. That was just like, oh, that's a bad fit. Yeah. But... I don't even know. I don't know how to approach that question. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, really, I think all the the scientists, um, your Mr. Fantastics, uh, all of those folks would be um, maybe trying to crack the crack the uh, the vaccine, uh, beat the virus, and I think everyone else would be should be sheltering in place. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, also I, there should be the people like Flash and the Superman who can move real fast and shit should be making masks. And, you know, trying to build things for people. Quickly mm. making masks. Uh, speedy Here's delivery. A question about, uh, I mean, yeah, he doesn't specifically that. ask about uh, villains, but Pete's Punisher Slipper says, what would Lex Luthor do? And I think that's, a, like, I feel like Lex would be isolated in a lab, working on a cure, and somehow blaming Superman at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think one hero who would definitely be sidelined would be NFL Super Pro. He'd have to really <laughs> not be going out. Yeah. Uh, cool. We got another one here from Ben, the border collie. The apocalypse doesn't seem to be what we were promised. Well, a lot of, a lot of things on a theme this week. Uh, apocalypse doesn't seem to be what we were promised. Which fictional depiction seems closest to the reality? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I was thinking about this today. Uh, because of DMZ, which is um, is sort of being made for TV, it seems mm-hmm. like, uh, gone into pilot. I think they actually shot the pilot right – they finished it right before the quarantine started. Um, so curious to see that. But that that's a book I would like to go reread um, during this because it felt like it was normal people 
having to be in this situation where their environment was completely different from what it was days before. Yeah. Pete, do you have any answers to that one? I mean, I don't, but I just want to say that I too am disappointed. There's not enough fighting in the streets. I really, you know, I mean, come on, man. Let's let's get this apocalypse going. You know what I mean? Let's no, fucking please. light some fucking. Let's cake. not. It honestly does feel like everybody is on the brink of something, and I would rather not go there. To be perfectly honest about it. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, but also, also Age of Apocalypse because we all have very cool costumes, and I'm working in a jean bag, so. That's my answer. Mm, nice. Um, I did bump into Sugar Man on the street. The <laughs> oh, you did. My favorite yeah. comic book character. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, and from everybody else. Pablo D. Martinez. I'm not for predictions, but when do you believe comic book stores will reopen their doors? Mm. Oh, gosh. Tough question. I, I mean, I think it all the, the real answer is nobody knows. Um, once there's mass testing and everyone feels comfortable going out and buying things, I think that's when stores will start to open. I do think comic book stores will be among the first flank of stores that open because there's not, uh, you know, you don't spend a lot. It's not like a movie theater, which I think will take a little bit more time to open back up. Um, so I bet I'm sort of feeling like fourth of july ish is when we're gonna get i wow. feel like people like to pick a holiday pick a day everybody knows to be like that's when it's gonna be time and i that feels like uh about right or maybe memorial day if things go super well yeah uh, pete do you have any take on this Euro i mean i was right? being more uh more positive in my thinking i was hoping for may 12th but uh you know we'll see uh, hopefully Justin's not right. Hopefully I'm a little bit more correct, but either way, the shit blows, man. Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, like you said, there's no way of accurately predicting this because we just don't know at this point there's here in New York. I think we're at least, at least another month at this point between what? things having, well, things have not re- no, Again, we're not scientists, but like things have not reached their peak. That's going to be at least another two weeks. And then there's, if we reach the peak, there's probably going to be at least another week or two of that. And then things are going to have to subside. So it's at least a month, if not longer, here in New York. And there are states that haven't been shut down yet. There are places that haven't yeah. shut down. So it's going to be a very long time. The one thing that I do think, for better or for worse, is probably going to happen is I cannot imagine this current stalemate that's happening between comic book shops and the major comic book companies can last. And we talked about this a little bit the last week, but I just don't see a world where a month down the line, Marvel who is owned by Disney and DC who is owned by Warner brothers being like, we're going to hold up our entire business for this when we could be making money and people would be buying our product. Um, It's, it's sad, but I think it's true. It's going to affect the comic book industry in major, major ways. And, but every industry is going to be different by the end of this. So we'll see what yeah. happens. There you go. There's our uh, professional opinion as scientists. Uh, this is uh, from Jay citizen. Are there any stories that were contained to a few comics that might've been better as a company crossover? Hmm. That's interesting. What Ooh, would you want to see go bigger? Oh, that's well, it's funny. I feel like that's such a trend now is to have uh, smaller like pocket crossover events, especially Marvel does a ton of this um, with like, you know, you get your like Deadpool, uh, Gwenpool and um, I don't know, another uh, another book in that world to have like a sort of mini event um, like the Iron Man event that's going on now. 
or was going on. Uh, yeah, but DC yeah, like does the, like Bat, Batman yeah. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So like they do different kind of well, mini Well, I mean, it's something like that, Pete. That's a mini series. I think what Justin is talking about is you have the alpha issue and then you have a limited crossover and then you have an Omega issue as this format that Marvelous hit for these mini events. Um, but let's say, but getting back to the question, is there something like in a title that you thought, oh man, this is a good story. I'd love to see this just blown out exponentially and, and envelop mm. as many other titles as possible. Yeah. Um, one, uh, the, um, <clears throat> what was the event? Um, the, the cataclysm uh, that happened in Gotham city where the whole city oh, yeah. got shut down. Um, mm-hmm. and then it led to, um, what was it? Uh, no man's land. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Um, like that was great. I love that. It felt like it, it was one, one of those events that was big enough for the Batman family that everyone got to do some interesting stuff. If that got a little bit bigger and we saw that sort of, uh, hit other cities and saw those worlds uh, be affected by that, I would like that. Yeah. yeah, it's tough because it's a tough question because sometimes when you uh, things are blown out, uh, it's like, why do we need this? So uh, I could kind of see myself reading something and be like, ah, oh, there's no need for all this extra bullshit. But I think if it was done well, you know, it could be interesting. I don't know. This kind of question is blowing my mind a little bit. I'm not sure how to answer. It's blowing your mind. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. It's probably all the white claw you've been drinking, Pete. Are you yeah, just... I feel like your mind is mo- like, not, you know how you only humans can only use a certain percentage of their brain. Sure. I feel like that all a hundred percent of whatever that percentage is, is of yours. Pete is thinking about Ishka Bibble's free. Uh, <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> cheesesteak. I'm like, man, maybe I can ditch this and uh, get this uh, cheesesteak before oh, we close. Cause I got to strike by the iron sight before they forget who, you know, what? <laughs> We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Why are you running out to cheesesteak places all the time? Because it's a free cheesesteak. <laughs> well, Why? at least he died eating what he loved. Uh, a couple of answers here from the comments over on Crowdcast, which I thought are uh, nice suggestions. Uh, Nat suggests Into the Spider-Verse should have been everyone-verse. That definitely seems like that would have been a logical progression there uh also when ultra humanite took over the world with johnny thunder's magic thunderbolt wow that's a very specific one but that's interesting uh i love this next suggestion from ben the border collie black science is a comics wide crossover that would be awesome for image comics if they did something like that like that seems like a perfect crossover jumping through dimensions thing going on uh cool yeah uh, let's uh, let's jump over to YouTube for questions there. Uh, I just saw one. Oh, Bandito740 says, you guys watching the Harley Quinn cartoon just caught up today. Love it. Uh, have you guys watched Harley Quinn yet, or am I still the only one? Yeah, still I've the only one, but I, I have DC Universe now, so I'm going to get in and yeah. get loose. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the clips that I've been seeing on YouTube have been really fantastic. Looks like they're having a lot of fun with that show. I can't wait. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, as as I've said before, first episode is like very in your face. It's funny, but it's very like violent and cursing and just this is for adults. And then it settles down and hits a lot of really fun emotional rhythms. And the new episodes, it's been back. It's actually really just the second half of the season, even though they're calling it season two. They produce them all at the same time. Uh, it picks right up. It doesn't lose a beat from the humor. Really, really funny show. So definitely highly. At least it doesn't 
split into parts for some no fucking reason. So that's good to know that it's seasons. No, yeah. that's what it, 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 they literally did. They just split it in half. Uh, oh, uh, Joe Crack says, Alex, no, don't give Pete that ammunition. <laughs> uh, listen, Harley Quinn and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina are two different shows with different terminology, all right? Uh, anyway, uh, also, uh, Darko Skater on YouTube says, Yay, Comic Book Club, love you guys, love you back. From Mike Beneke, a parent of Griffin Freshman, if they do a Marvel DC crossover when Normalcy returns, what would be most satisfying one-sided battle? Wouldn't Hoppy the Shazam Bunny versus Punisher be a better one? Hmm. Ooh. That's a good question. So just to give a little bit of setup here. There is part of this that I feel like is just people having fun, but there's been a lot of rumors flying because DC writers have been putting in teasing little Marvel stuff. Marvel writers have been putting in teasing little DC stuff. Uh, Scott Snyder did some stuff, as we talked about on the stack, I believe, over in Justice League, um, where they destroyed something where there was like, oh, no, no, it was Jeff Johns did in Doomsday Clock. He had some teasing Marvel references. Uh, Donnie Cates over in Thor had some references to the DC universe. So first of all, do you think there actually is some sort of DC Marvel crossover potentially in the offing? And if so, what are the offbeat matchups you'd want to see? I mean, I think that would be great. It's when, how long ago was... uh... Was the amalgam. amalgam the amalgam universe? I don't know, man. Gotta, Probably twenty, thirty years. Yeah, I feel like that was late nineties. I was yeah. going to a or in a mall in my hometown at that time. Oh, yeah, going cool. to malls. <laughs> Twilight in the um, Carousel Mall in Syracuse, New York. Oh Woo-hoo! yeah, dude. Uh, definitely a fun time. Um, so I would love to see it again. It's about time. Let's get it back there. Let's expose the DC and Marvel readers to each other's stuff and see what people like. Pete, what about you? What do you think about this Punisher versus the Shazam buddy matchup? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Punisher shoot a bunny, but if people are into it, that's fine with me. I just think that like (laughs) this, uh, I like the idea of this. Like we need something to bring people together. We need a big event after we're all released into the wild, then it'll be awesome to kind of get a big Marvel DC crossover. That would feel great. Sorry, by release into the wild, you mean sent to a cheesesteak shop, right? Yeah. Dude, I'll fucking leave right now. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> Pete, hungry. Did you, did you have dinner, Pete? Yeah, I was a while ago, and it was just a couple sliders from White Castle. <laughs> oh, just a couple sliders. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, up. you must be hungry. Definitely got to top that meat cheese stack in your stomach with a <laughs> cheese steak. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, great question over there. Uh, this is, again, from that. Uh, what are some ways you see the Morrison run paying off of the Hickory run? That we are done talking about this. We moved yeah. on to the show. <laughs> a couple seconds ago. No, we could, do, we could talk about this since we uh, our tech cut him off. Uh, so what are some, some ways that you see the Morrison run paying off in the Hickman run? Well, I do think... Um, Maybe Hickman is modeling his uh, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey uh, relationship and whatever that's going to happen with on that uh, the Jean Grey, White Queen, Scott relationship that happened in the in the Morrison run. Yeah, Pete, you have any thoughts there? I mean, it, it's tough because it definitely has a little bit of a feel to it, um, but um, I, I don't know. Like, uh, it's also they're doing different stuff, so it's kind of hard for me. I didn't. 
I wasn't like, holy shit, this is like directly related. Or I was like, oh, this wasn't, I didn't feel like Hickman was completely inspired by this, but um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see what someone would say that I just wouldn't know really what to kind of specifically be like, oh yeah, for reals. I feel like the two ways that I would connect them, and these are more thematically, or I guess, I don't know, environmentally, I guess is probably a better word, is that one, the willingness to actually change things, like particularly for a franchise like X-Men that sort of hits the same notes over and over, that both Morrison and Hickman came in, they're like, we're going to follow this through to its conclusion. What does evolution mean? What does it mean to be a mutant? Let's really push it forward. And whether it's things like the secondary mutation or it's things in Hickman's run, like deciding that mutants are their own species living on Krakoa. I think there's a lot of connection there. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I think it's also like, hitting those notes that we know so well, but reverberating in different ways where you still have Morrison is still doing the enormous Magneto story and Magneto versus Xavier story, but it is with these new elements and these new ways of doing it. And I think Hickman does the same thing, like very specifically in powers of 10 and house of X, we talked about that a lot where almost every issue felt like, Oh, this is kind of the Age of Apocalypse issue. Oh, this is kind of the Phalanx Covenant yeah. issue, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I also think Morrison's run ended with, I think Here Comes Tomorrow was the four-issue series that uh, moved the X-Men into the future and sort of paid off a lot of um, the mm-hmm. things that he had set up, um, the Phoenix Egg and all that. And I can definitely see Hickman doing something like that. I mean, he plays with time so much as it is, but doing something where we really get to see the payoff of all of the diverse elements before we go back and then relaunch the X-Men again. Feels I mean, they have the King egg in it. So yeah, there you eggs? go. Yeah. yeah. It's a different There's egg. a Phoenix egg. Lots of eggs. Everybody loves eggs. Uh, over on YouTube, Bert Ram Dam says, would you trust Punisher with the cure? If he had a gun that shot vaccine bullets, Great question. Yeah. Pete, I'll turn to you. Oh, hell yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. There. yeah I'd but stand Pete, wouldn't he, wouldn't he shoot villains? Ooh, le- later. I think he would prioritize people, you know? Mm. So the Punisher, you'd say, would be a great person as like um, sort of a surgeon general who would uh, be able to prioritize who gets the vaccine. And, uh, exactly. good. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to make definitely the give states it- fight for it. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, to answer Pablo's question over here, Alex, is that Cypher in the background? Yes, it is. That is uh, Cypher, if you're watching on video right over there. That was drawn by Kenny Cords, right? Is that Kenny Cords? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, Shout out to Kenny Cords. Fan and friend of the show. Um, all right. Let's move on to another question here. This is from Joe Crack. What com- comic character do you want to see get a new costume design? And do you have any looks you would want for them? Who has a busted old look that needs updating? Yeah, we got to fix these looks. Yeah, fix these looks. Who is better than us? The three most fashionable men alive uh, Mm. to determine (laughs) who should get a better costume. Uh, Jason Edison says, Gambit. God, I hate that costume. Um, Uh, Agree. The trench coat is is, could go. What about the head sock? You like the head sock? Also, Gambit should just dress in clothes. He doesn't I need like to. how it's like the finger gloves, like the two uh, middle ones are black, you know? I do it's, like uh, the gloves. I think the gloves yeah. are cool, but he can wear, he's a guy that would wear clothes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of characters can just go back to wearing clothes. Yeah. 
Pete, you got an answer? Any comic book character you'd like to see updated? I mean, they keep making Cyclops try to be better, uh, you know, with his different outfits, you know. Uh, it's still the same shitty person. So I appreciate them trying to update him, but it's not, you know, you can't change the outside. You got to change the inside. You know what I mean? No, I'm pretty sure that it, people, well-dressed people are nicer than people who dress like poorly. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how I it think works. it's pretty like clothes make the person, Pete. That's how it's, that's yeah. what everybody thinks. That's why I, I was telling you about my morning meeting. I used to dress up and I was very nice and now I'm mean because yeah. I, look I believe it. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Alex, if you were wearing a tie, we wouldn't have had all those technical issues. Or- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, this is well, another question from Joe Crack here. We got a couple more. Uh, y'all been rewatching any old classics during quarantine? I've been watching Star Trek. The next generation turns out oh. it's pretty good. Y'all. Star it's Trek, TNG, the best. Love, I would watch any of those. Ep- I mean, there are some bad ones. I would watch yeah. any of those episodes over and over again. I'll tell you what. First episode of TNG, mm, not that great. Maybe yeah, The first more. season is a little rough and tumble and at yeah. certain points. Um, but, man, there are just some bangers as oh that God. show went on. Yes. Uh, I've been rewatching, I think I, I said this before, I've been rewatching Gargoyles on Disney yeah. Plus and have been mm-hmm. – Loving it. What a crazy. Also, the way that show went, it was the first season was, I think, like 12 episodes. The second yeah. season was 52 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane how they made TV back then. And then there's a weird third season that was a totally different show on a different network um, called The Goliath Chronicles. But it's wild. It's just they just go to random places, encounter super weird, trippy things. Um, there's a, a nanite man in a computer thing in Australia that they find out. It's just great. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching old. I've been watching uh, cowboy bebop went back and started season one. Oh, nice. one. Uh, it's been really enjoyable. I forgot how fun the music is. Hmm. Uh, this is probably a very bad answer because I've honestly like barely had any time to watch TV for the first time ever. Uh, but uh, with the kids, we watched Baby's Day Out on uh, HBO. Have you seen that movie? About? No. <laughs> Baby's Day Out. It was John Hughes' follow-up to Home Alone, and it's Home Alone, except it's with a baby. Uh, and the criminals are Joe Montagna, Joey Pantaleone, and some third guy. And it's the first half of the movie, my son, my five-year-old, was like, dying laughing it was like this is the funniest movie literally said this is the funniest movie i've ever seen and then halfway wow. through there's a scene where joe pontagna is hiding the baby uh on his lap under a coat while a police officer is interrogating him he's the kidnapper who stole the baby and the baby gets a lighter and starts setting his crotch on fire and it lasts for like five minutes like five solid hmm. minutes of joe pontagna's crotch being set on fire and it's it's too much did you did your son then change his opinion or is he standing? Yes, by they it? were like, This movie is terrible, is what they <laughs> said. Anyway, baby stay out now on HBO Go. Binge that for an hour and a half. Don't <laughs> wow, what a don't great rewatch. <laughs> Way to dive back in. Uh we got what uh one last question here on Crowdcast. Uh does Nat know the only way to be a comic book club member is to kill a cart member and take their place like a king <laughs> on warship? Oh Jesus, I really shouldn't have read that out loud. I should vet these questions. Yeah, uh, and uh, and yeah. essentially Highlander rules apply. You do get all of their powers if you mm-hmm. once you kill them. Yes. I would just like to say bring that shit to me if anybody's thinking about it. 
Yeah. Uh, one last question we got here uh, from over <laughs> on YouTube. I don't know. What are you, what, what are, you ch- are you challenging people to try to murder you? Yeah, come on. Okay. You're Good really Lord. into this whole apocalypse fighting in the streets thing. Is what's going and on. I'll tell you what, Pete, that's a risky thing to say when you literally read aloud the address you're going to at some point. <laughs> Probably tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you may be uh, being but- baited into a trap. <laughs> Last question here from Darko Skater on uh, YouTube. I'm watching the 90s series of Spider-Man. What is your favorite animated comic book cartoon? Uh, I initially skipped over comic book, and I was like, Avatar The Last Airbender, obviously. But that doesn't count for comic book cartoon. So, favorite one? Batman animated series. Yeah. I mean, that's the... But, like, let's get into a weirder answer. Because my first uh, Avatar, Adventure Time, my favorite cartoons... Um, but that both not comic books. Batman animated series, obviously. Buck and, Captain Bucky O'Hare. Mm, was that a comic first or a comic second? No, comic second. Mm. Um, hmm. What are some of the weirder ones? Weirder ones? Uh, like the like nine. Stripperella. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, what? <laughs> what just <laughs> happened? Salvin. <laughs> Um, uh, like some wait, of the stuff, the Max, the Max, maybe. Yeah, the Max. Yeah, the Max is great. Yeah, yeah. And that is what talk about a faithful interpretation of the comic. That yeah. is that is accurate. Yeah, that's some weird uh, late nineties MTV stuff. I had a VHS like, tape. Like I had a VHS tape with episodes of the Max and episodes of the State uh, tape back to back. Great, great wow. stuff. HBO. Uh, Kevin says HBO had a Spawn cartoon. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, that's on no cartoon is fantastic. Oh, sorry, Pete. <laughs> uh, Keith David. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. All right. And that is it for your audience questions. Yeah, yeah. And now it is time for trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. So it looks like uh, Jay Simison, uh, hand up, first hand up guy. Wow, you're not going to give it to first stand up guy, huh? No, fuck first stand up guy. Wow. <laughs> Music epically. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's, it's a whole thing. Uh, I mean, right, you're Jay- doing too much. Yes, I, I love it. I love I'm the ambition. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Jay, we've invited you into the show. You're welcome to jump in to do some trivia here. So uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Hey, hey how's it going? Yo, Thanks for jumping in the good. show. Welcome. Thanks. All right. We're going to turn it over to Pete for some trivia. Here we go. All right. You know, um, Pete's the star of this section, so none of us talk during it because that's the way that it works with different people, different it, quizzes, it, who's in charge when the quiz is happening. So there's no the barriers up. Might as well just mute my mic. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love that. There's nothing I would enjoy more than that. So uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news, and we will send you a Midtown Comics uh, gift card that you can use to buy comics online. Uh, so today's whoop just went black. All right, very curious how topical this is going to be. Yep. All right, here my, we go. Oh, Question number one. My mic won't mute. Uh, also, <laughs> listen to all three possible answers, and then uh, select your uh, the one that you would like. Okay, here we go. Question number one. What recent variant cover has Batman standing on a stage in front of a punk rock skeleton slash zombie crowd shredding a flaming dragon guitar while the screens behind him have screaming fire skulls coming out of the screen? Is it 
A. Dark Knights Death Metal Number One. B. Melting Faces 101 from Boom Comics. Or C. David Fine. So either pick question. Uh, you either pick A, which is the correct one, or you can pick B or C. Uh, let's go with A, man. A is correct. Great yeah. choice. Uh, you know, an ironic turn. Pablo in the comments is saying to Pete, "What kind of question is this?" So you need to really think about that. Yeah, step what up, kind of Pete. It's a question about uh, variant covers. Well, you're going to um, lose. You're going to lose your position as the star of trivia, Pete, if you don't watch it. You're on Alex, right and now. Alex, I have a question. Again, for you. Are you are you playing the flute on this track? <laughs> yep. All right, here we go. Question number two: What famous art artist and so much more <laughs> is donating sketches to help comic book stores and their employees during this crisis? Who this one I know? Is it A. Right. Turd Ferguson, B. Jim Lee, or is it C. Philip Seymour Hoffman? So it's uh, either A. Or B, which is the only one that makes sense. It's B. That's right. Jim the Lee. That's that person. That's correct. Yeah. Right, cool. That's a great Ooh. point. <laughs> here, here we go. Last question. Humberto Ramos is auctioning off art from Nova's number two variant to benefit what Chicago comic book store? Is it A, Keith Comics with a K? B, Professor Pip's Comics Emporium, or it's C, Monica Potter. So it's either A, which is the only one that is a comic book it's shop. It's my comic book store. That's where I shop. It's Keith. Keith is awesome, man. Yeah. Look at that. Yay. I've been going to Keith for like 15 years. I didn't. That's it. amazing. Yeah. How about that? I'm like a half a mile from him. Awesome. Wow. There you go. So there you go. Three questions. You have beaten Pete at trivia and you have won a $25 (laughs) gift card to Midtown Comics. It was very hard to do, but you somehow did it. Uh, Shoot us an email with your name, your address, and your phone number, and we will get you a gift card that you can use online so you don't have to worry about going to the store or anything like that. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for jumping in. Thanks for jumping in. Good luck out there in Chicago. Yeah, I always yeah, I just forgot. Thanks for pointing out, Alex, that the person who wins trivia it actually defeats Pete. <laughs> I'll tell you what: when I the gift cards, when you buy them at Midtown Comics, they ask for a message, and my messages have been congratulations on defeating Pete in trivia. <laughs> I love that for the past couple. Um, of weeks. I just want to point out, Kevin was correct. It is Patch Adams. Uh, what is Patch Adams, Pete? Do you want to give any context for that? <laughs> <laughs> the third answer to your questions for a Robert Williams movie, they're all actors of the Robert Williams movie. It was, you haven't done Patch Adams before? That's correct. Saving it. I was saving it. <laughs> Are you Are running you out? out? I'm getting close. Oh, man. Well, there Can you, you go. Give us uh, a we, nod. Can you give us a hint about what next um, actor or whatever you're going to do with your third answer? No, I can't. No. It's coming, though. Oh, boy. Wow, exciting. what a threat. Yes, uh, we did uh, Ben the Border Collie, he does point out We forgot the man, uh, to announce what we were drinking We usually do that at the beginning of audience questions I'll start with my boring thing first I'm just having a nice glass of seltzer with some lime Wow, wow. looks like a lot of lime juice in there though, Alex I it's applaud your too much lime I'm also having a seltzer, but mine is a hard seltzer You've really shif- shifted to White Claw, Pete What's the deal? <laughs> uh, there was a special at the store where I go So, you know we got a 12-pack. 
<laughs> cool. Opulent. Um, I'm drinking a uh, super soft IPA uh, from Sloop Brewing. Um, I uh, randomly just picked it up at the uh, grocery store when I was um, panic shopping just the other day. Congrats, nice. man. Uh, now, before we wrap up here, I do want to mention something. This is over on the comments on YouTube. Uh, Aris910 says, I forgot my family knows me as Aris, not Jason. Social distancing might change the hours around. Also, they're completely out of cheesesteaks, is I think what he says over there. Oh. No, I, I, I added the last sentence. I added the last sentence. But as for Aris, not Jason, Pete. When you immediately wait, wait, Harris Williams. That's why I got put. <laughs> Look, he just <laughs> he just serious? woke up out of a stupor. <laughs> yeah, Pete, not paying attention to this entire show. Pete, why uh, don't you just go to the store and rattle off as many names as you can remember, and just see if anyone gives you something for free. <laughs> just keep walking down the street. Get eating as many faces as possible. I think that's going to be the best thing to do right now. Now, uh, oh, seriously, before you move on. Aris or Jace? You can text me about this, Pete. You don't have to ask me about this in the middle of our live show. This is all that matters right now. Also, I'll Venmo you like $6 if we just never have to talk about this again. (laughs) (laughs) Done. All right, everybody. A couple of things before we wrap up here as usual we are doing the show to the internet we're going to be every tuesday night at 7 p.m on both crowdcast and on youtube so definitely come hang out check out the show there we would love to have you also we do a bunch of other podcasts you can check out as long as tv shows are going riverdale after dark our riverdale podcast katie Keencast, our katie keen podcast so we're going to be starting up a new one that we could probably tell you about soon and if you're listening to our stack podcast which goes in its own feed and also in the comic book club feed we are going to be talking about as mentioned squadron supreme number one through 12 this week so definitely read that and check in i think that should be a fun time patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show itunes android spotify stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more then we'll see you next week all bye 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 guys stay safe Eat cheesesteaks all day and night. We're going to play it out. We're going to play it out. Dance it out. Oh, nope. Nope. Or he's just going to freeze with a crazy look on his face. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I can't believe it lasted so long. Alex, you froze for so long. Yeah, I know. <laughs>